0: Hello everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Easy Peasy Show brought to you by Sport Sonic. You can listen to every episode of the Easy Peasy Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or anywhere else you usually listen to your podcast on. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Now let's get into the episode.
1: Hey, welcome back to the Easy Peasy Show. Um sorry I missed the last episode. I was on vacation. Uh I wanna thank my my buddy Zach here for, <laughs> I want to thank my buddy Zach for picking me up, uh recording it by himself. Uh, sometimes you know life happens. We we get busy sometimes. So yeah, busy, I'll pick you yeah. up. You're enjoying your day off. Uh, enjoying my my day off. So, I was actually um, fighting for my life. So fighting for my life. Yeah, I was crammed up in a in a, in a vehicle with like. People, so. Anyway, um, glad to have y'all back listening. Um, we have a pretty jam packed show tonight. Uh, but we'll start it off by some news that just dropped. Joe Burrow just signed a massive extension with the Bengals. Team friendly, um, you might very say. Team friendly? <laughs> Not at all team friendly. 5 year, 275 million dollars, 219 of that is guaranteed. Makes him the highest paid player in the NFL in NFL history, matter of fact, which of course, you know, these these in two months from now somebody else will be higher paid than him, but um but at least for the time being, he is the highest paid player in the NFL. So, congratulations to Joe Burrow. You just lost your best friend, Jamar Chase, <laughs> next year. Um, hope you're happy about that. But, hey, congratulations for getting your money. That's the most important part, I guess. That's why Jamar, we, we why can I'll only
0: pay it. you $100,000. How do you feel? T, we can only pay you the spare change in the parking lot. How do you feel? T, T
1: Higgins already signed an extension, did he not? Mm, yeah, you might want to check your... Um. Let me see. Oh no, it didn't happen. Ooh, I don't know why I was thinking it did. Hmm.
0: because you're a Joe Burrow, Meat Rider. You're hoping for any kind of sliver of hope with him, but nope, he's a greedy, greedy, selfish player who all only cares about himself.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's go look at Lamar Jackson's contract.
0: Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. It's definitely not the richest contract in NFL history. That's Joe fine. Burrow, of course. What's that, uh,
1: five year 260 million, 185 million guaranteed. Mm. Mm. Wait a Man,
0: minute, could be worse. Oh, okay.
1: 72 and a half million dollar signing bonus. <laughs> dad, <laughs> dad, go- oh. <laughs> Golly. Man, look, hey, people getting paid around here, dog. Uh, yeah, that's Nick Bosa's
0: whole contract.
1: Oh, yeah. Speaking of, Nick Bosa also signed a massive extension. Uh, believe he became the highest paid defensive player in history at $170 million over five years. Yeah. Until Parsons and get half gets his contract.
0: Guaranteed.
1: Say again? Until
0: Parsons gets his
1: contract. Yeah. I mean, look, we, we this is ridiculous at this point, guys. I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, but now everybody's becoming the highest paid every other month. So, it, uh, when I hear that, it, it kind of gets watered down at this point. Yeah, um,
0: yeah. I mean, I think you hit the hit the nail on the head. Sorry, I'm um, I'm looking I'm looking at a tweet right now. Um, Southern Lab has been the Maryland flag on their jerseys. Hm I'm gonna. I'll I'll send you the I'll send you the the tweet of the photo. Um. Yeah, I mean, it was so big. It just got reposted by sickos. Sickos committee. I'm sure you're familiar with them.
1: <laughs> what on earth? That is a uh, bizarre to the say. <laughs> they they, um, they basically
0: said they just copy and pasted their um their jerseys and changed the colors and didn't realize what the flag that the flag was Maryland's flag.
1: <laughs> yeah. So if uh the listeners are if y'all are not familiar with Southern Lab, it is a high school in the Baton Rouge area. It is the lab school for Southern University. Uh the HBCU and in, in Baton Rouge. Um their football uniforms tonight have the Maryland flag on them. Uh not really sure why where that comes from, but uh hey, grats to them on new uniforms.
0: <laughs> yeah. Congrats I guess. I mean, I, you know, there's only so much originality you can be as a high school team, so I really yeah. don't, I'm not, you know,
1: yeah, you know, you know. Yeah, no, Uh, we used to play them in high school all the time, too, Uh, I went to LSU lab school, so it's kind of like a little crosstown rivalry type of thing, so. Um,
0: only the rich kids got to participate.
1: Yeah, no, uh, anyway, um, private school, private school. Might private school. Might, might want to check Southern Lab out. <laughs> um, private school.
0: Lab equals private. Lab equals expensive.
1: Anyway, womp womp. We'll move on. Um so like I said, a pretty big show in store for y'all tonight. Uh obviously got some college, some NFL football on tonight. Probably got some college on tonight as well. Uh I think Louisville is playing right now. Let me just double check that. Yeah, Louisville's slaughtering uh, Murray. Murray State? Pretty sure. Mm, yeah, I mean, that's to be expected. I'm looking at the score. Yeah, the right fighting fight Lamar's. Oof. Yeah, it's uh, 28 to nothing. The fighting John Morant. Yes. Um, My first half total cashed. Let's go. Congratulations for winning some money. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> um. But uh, moving on, we got some some good NFL football being played right now in Kansas City and and Detroit. Actually, mm, right now good. Kansas City is threatening to score third and goal. Oh, uh, seven really? Nothing.
0: Seven nothing. Control. I need Patrick Mahomes to throw it to himself in the end zone to maximize his to maximize his fantasy points. Mm, Patrick be Mahomes throws touchdown, catches touchdown.
1: I wouldn't I wouldn't put put it past. Uh, <laughs> so. all right patrick all we're gonna do is just aim for the upright in the field on the field goal
0: and then catch it off the rebound
1: <laughs> well i hate to you gotta it. you gotta coach do that. he did not got a coach so they did score but he did not throw it to himself oh
0: um all right coach all right, guys coach reed said we have to run this play <laughs> huddle up huddle up
1: Hmm.
0: Now, um, I remember he first got into the NFL. His voice was straight up Kermit the Frog. Then he oh. got coached to just make his voice raspy to cover it up. Yeah,
1: it's an unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest it's recoveries
0: it's in NFL thing. history. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. But at least now his voice is just like gravelly. So it's just.
1: It is what it is. <laughs> Kermit Still got the, got the Frog, worst family in, in NFL history. Oh,
0: man, I know. I know. <laughs> All the way around. His dad's. Yeah, yeah. I think his parents are okay. But I mean, I guess anyone in his family his age, around (laughs) his age.
1: Jackson Mahomes. Is it Brittany? That's his wife's name. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Throwing champagne on people in the freezing cold and put home. What are 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 we doing, man? Do you know who my husband is? Standing on Sean Taylor's uh, memorial. Oh, yeah, I forgot about oh, that, dude. dude. Dancing on it. I'm sorry, dancing on it. Enraging. Mm. raging. Anyway, um, so, yeah, pretty exciting times. NFL starting up this week weekend, uh, or really right now, of course. But college football, again, week two starting up. We got some big games in there. We got, you know, Texas, Alabama, Ole Miss, big game, Tulane. Big game, yeah. Uh-huh. Utah and Baylor is a sneaky good game, Nebraska-Colorado. Yep. Um, got some yep. pretty sick games, too, in there. So, we'll uh, cover that in a little bit. But um, exciting times, man. A lot to talk about in sports, finally, after a while. that Not really much was going on. So, happy to be back.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You got to fight through the hard times. You get to the times like this. You know, what's that Pitbull song? For For those of you that have been through tough times, been there, done that. Or something like that, I don't know. But um, you know, and one thing you haven't mentioned yet, uh, UFC. Um, I guess we can use that as a segue to move into our UFC prediction segment by split decision. You ready to move on? Anything you'd like to cover before we start going down the
1: rabbit holes? Yeah, no, I think I think that's it. Uh, congratulations to all the guys signing contract extensions. Um, Joe Burrow, Nick Bosa. I'm sure there were some more people signing contract extensions uh this week that we might have missed, but um, congratulations to those guys for getting paid. I mean, at the end of the day, that's why they do it. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, obviously, you know, make, I was making fun of Joe Burrow, but you got to look out for yourself at the end of the day. And, um, I mean, being the highest paid player in NFL history is, um, you know, no small feat. It's a uh, very deserved feat, even as much as I like to hate him, just because he's an you know, inter-division rival. Um, congratulations to him, and then obviously – uh, what's Nick Boost's nickname?
1: Pastor uh, rush Pastor Limbo.
0: Yeah. Uh, congrats to him too. Well, uh, one of the you know, God, I know, I, I'd hate to be an offensive lineman in that division. Oh my God! a tackle specifically. Oh, dude, I'd hate my life. A left I would tackle absolutely,
1: specifically. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, you can't. You can't get away. That Niners defense. He just, they just switch him around. Oh, I mean, he dude, can play whatever. Man. Well, at um, least they don't play him in pass coverage like LSU does to uh, Perkins.
1: Well, actually, I don't know if you saw the news. They are planning on moving him back outside and moving Greg Penn inside <laughs> this weekend.
0: So, Great breaking news. LSU admits that what they did was
1: completely stupid. Yes. Uh, decided to know, use it, Harold
0: Perkins in his position that he did actually well in last year.
1: Yep. Harold Perkins, one of the most talented edge rushers in college football. They decided to rush him only seven times against florida state um so bold strategy breaking news did not work um i know that's a shocker to everybody but uh yeah you know turns out when um turns out when you don't use your players to their full potential they don't play well yeah i know who
0: i mean who who would have ever imagined right
1: Yeah. Breaking news.
0: Cowboys play on starting deck. Prescott at safety.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that'd be the equivalent.
0: (laughs) I mean, just about, I mean, it's really, (laughs) and you may think it's over exaggerating, but that's exactly what (laughs) else. That's exactly what else you did. Yeah.
1: And there's some more stuff on LSU that, you know, I mean, we're not in the LSU podcast, so I won't get into it, but
0: yeah, control yourself.
1: There's a lot more LSU stuff that just kind of infuriates. I I, I
0: know. I can hear you shaking right now. It's okay. Calm down. Uh,
1: Actually, you know what? I'll touch on this. I'll touch on this. <laughs> Here we go. Um, I mean, you have one of the better defensive backs last year in college football that you just have sitting. He didn't even make the trip with the team. If he's in that much trouble, why is he on the team? Yeah. If he's not in that much trouble, play him. I mean, you saw what our yeah. secondary looked like. Play him. Yeah. Yeah. If he's in trouble, kick him off the team. If he's not in trouble, play him. Simple as that, Brian Kelly
0: okay <clears throat> uh back to our regularly scheduled program uh UC 293 moving on into our um prediction segment by split decision um Peyton, would you like to have the honor of maybe listing some of these names yeah, or are absolutely. you
1: gonna okay okay You yeah, no, do have scared. some easier I'm running... yeah i'm not running from the grind this <laughs> <Not> time <so. laughs> yeah i mean you um... got some
0: some tough ones and some easy ones some that look like they should be pronounced one way but are pronounced completely different ways but uh, overall, I mean, at least it's not. At least you're in Australia, so like all the native fighters kind of have English names. And I mean, yeah. one dude's name is actually Blood Diamond, so. No, no. well, <laughs> it's not actually blood. Diamond, well, right, but, but I mean, he might, yeah, but.
1: Which I have that listed. I usually don't list nicknames, but I did have to note that one down. Uh that is pretty cool. I mean, that's one of the best nicknames I've ever heard. So, yeah, for yeah, for a fighter who's not very good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> to put it yeah, for, like, for <laughs> and that division board. he's not really yeah yeah but uh anyway we can move on if you'd like um yeah we'll and i I have, the, I have i have their odds i don't know if you have the odds next to their name or not but
1: i do i got them from uh DraftKings i don't know where you got yours from. nice
0: i usually get mine from DraftKings since they're the official sponsor for ufc
1: yep i got them today so they should be updated too so all right cool um i do want to make a note last weekend I believe Zach and I had all the same picks, and we only missed on one, so um yeah, I mean we uh we did pretty well on the card last weekend, Zach,
0: yeah, we know what we're talking about. That's all yeah, I have to me. say,
1: anyway, I think the card before we struggled pretty much on. <laughs> however, yeah we well the sure.
0: averages, you know for you know every every bad week we have, we'll have another really good week, so
1: exactly. So, um, but starting off this card, uh, it's kind of an underwhelming card to, to me. Me me, 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 me. It's kind of yeah, a snooze for, a, for a guy like uh, Israel Adesanya fighting. I know there was some news on him. Uh, we'll get to mm. that later, but um, for for, for, for a fighter, pure fighter, I'm not saying outside the octagon, but a fighter who is exciting as him and as dominant as him, uh, card probably could have been a lot better, but. Uh, for whatever reason it's not really it's not really great but it's not it's not horrible uh it's just i guess we're, we've grown kind of used to seeing some really stacked cards lately and maybe mm. maybe that's what's uh influencing my my train of thought there maybe. but uh we'll get right into it uh fight one it's gonna be kevin juicet versus tyfer crosby probably butchered those names but you know what it it is what it is. I'm just going to go full send from here on out. Um, I don't want to
0: correct you. You're good.
1: Yeah. So, uh, Juset is eight and two. He's making his UFC. He is the favorite minus minus one fifty five. and Crosby is 10 and three making his UFC debut as well. He's plus plus one thirty. So it's, it's projected to be a pretty close fight. Um, I will say, I do think Juicet gets, gets away with the decision win here. Um, I could see it going either way, though. He The reason i say that, though, is because Juicet, I mean, he has a 5-inch reach advantage. He's more patient. He uh, he might not be the most versatile, but he sticks to what he does well, and it works for him. So, whereas Crosby is a lot more aggressive, uh, but he's not quite as polished. So, yeah, I just see uh, the more polished fighter winning here, and that's Juicet. I think, like I said, I think it's a very close decision but I do have juice of getting it done.
0: Yeah, I don't think this um I mean this fight has a chance of being finished. I'm not sure if it does or not. Uh, I uh I I essentially agree with you. Uh have juice a V decision. Uh Crosby, he's uh yeah, you you kind of touched on it already. He's a little bit more of an aggressive fighter. So he's the, he's the type that um and you'll hear me say this a lot and uh and for 293, but he likes to uh you know, he'll take as many as he dishes out. Which is, uh, you know, never really, never really a good thing, especially in uh, the welterweight division. Um, and going up against Juse, who you know has a decent judo background, uh, that's kind of like his wheelhouse. Um, he's very durable. Uh, yeah, I don't think you're really going to be knocking him out. Um, and like you said, he's he's not the most flashy fighter, but he's very technical. He's much more technical than Crosby. So yeah, um, like I, said, I don't think this fight gets finished, and I think this uh, essentially Juse is going to be looking a lot better to the judges. And um so yeah, gimme give gimme give Juice via decision.
1: Yeah, I think I mean obviously I think as a fight gets finished, Juice will win. Um but like you said, I just don't see it getting finished. So uh yeah. But uh moving on to the next fight, we have Shane Young who's thirteen and seven, two and three in his last five. He is the one minus one sixty two favorite. He's fighting Gabriel Miranda, who's 16 and six. He's three and two in his last five. He's plus plus one thirty six underdog. So again, another pretty tight odds for a fight. Um, I think young's kind of getting a chance to turn it around. It's been a pretty rough few years for him. Um, I th- but I think Miranda has a pretty clear advantage here in his wrestling ability, wrestling ability. I'm going to look for him to shoot early and often. Um, if he brings it to the ground, I mean it's it, it might as well be uh be over with. Um last time he, he fought he tried to get into a striking war with Saint Denis and uh he got KO'd. So I think he's gonna play it a lot smarter this time. Uh I think he's gonna get it done via submission. Um I think he almost tried to prove a point against Saint Denis and uh obviously it didn't work out for him. So I think he just goes back to, to his guns, what he's good at, and I think he gets it done.
0: Oh yeah, I agree with all the uh, the traits that you touched on for both these fighters. Um, one thing you didn't really mention, though, that's a, a pretty big point for Miranda, is he's a um, you know, he's kind of a he's kind of a boomer bust fighter. He likes to go out early, and he looks great. I mean, he looks almost unstoppable in the first round. But then, um, you know, if he doesn't get the fight out of the first round, then I mean, it's it's game over for him. Um, great great wrestler, great ground game, but um. You know, yeah, you're going to have to get Shane Young out of there in the first round, which is, which I mean, is possible. Uh, dude's on a pretty bad skid. I mean, you know, hasn't really fought that often lately. Um, so, uh, I lean Young here via second round knockout. I think he's essentially going to be able to uh, wait Miranda out and do his, uh, do his thing. He's just going to get the be- uh, get the better Miranda because he's, uh, he's shown, he's shown in his long fighting career. Like I said, dude's 33 years old and still doesn't know how to defend a strike. Um, you know, he's very hittable, just leaves his face wide open. And uh, Young's just a very technical striker. Like I said, I think he's very durable and his cardio has held up a lot better than Miranda's. So uh if Young survives the first round, I think he gets to win. If um Miranda's able to do his bull rush technique in the first round and actually get Young down to the ground and keep him there, uh power all the power to him, uh, he easily wins the fight. But, um, yeah, I kind of see this fight, you know, being round one Miranda, rest of the fight Young, and I think Young's going to be able to catch Miranda and get him out of there via knockout.
1: Yeah, and that's a good point. I mean, my prediction hinges on uh, Miranda taking him down early, like I said, early and often. Um, if he can't do that, then he's not going to be successful, and he's easily going to get finished, probably. So, um, Yeah. So, well, that's the first time in a while that we've disagreed on a fight prediction. So, uh, we made the best man win there. <laughs> okay. So, uh, moving on, we got Mike Matheta, who, this is the guy we were talking about earlier with the nickname Blood Diamond. I mean, he basically goes by Blood Diamond. He doesn't even use his name. Um, he's 3-2 and two overall. 0-2 oh, in the UFC. He's a plus 260 underdog, so pretty sizable there. He's fighting Charlie Radke. Who's seven three overall four and one in the last five? He's making his UFC debut. He's a minus three twenty five favorite. So again, like I said, pretty sizable favorite. Um, I mean, Blood Diamond in this division just—he doesn't look good. He's a pure kickboxer. Um, in his UFC UFC debut, he got quickly taken down and submitted. He looked really bad. Um. And then in the second fight against Orion Kosk, at least he lo- made it to a decision. He looked a little bit better um, against more of a wrestler than he fought in his debut. So maybe there's some uh, some improvement there, but I don't think it's going to be enough. Um, Radke's rattled off four straight wins since moving up to this division. Um, his easiest path to victory is just going to be attempting to wrestle, but he. In his in his career, he's more of a defensive wrestler. Like he'll he's fine being on the mat, but he's not going to go out and put you on the mat himself. Like, um, like others would. So it it's going to be interesting to see if um if he takes it down early or if he tries to stand up with Blood Diamond. Um, I think Blood Diamond could score the upset in the fight if they keep it on the feet. So, but I don't see it being kept on the feet. I do have Racky via decision.
0: Yeah, no um, I mostly agree with you there. I uh, I uh I have Radke via third round submission. Uh you know, Radke for some reason he's gonna look to stand and bang. He always does. And uh, like you said, I'm uh, more of a defensive wrestler than anything. And it's uh you know, it's kinda weird because he's really good on the ground. Uh he's got great jujitsu. It's like he just doesn't like wrestling even though he's good at it. I don't know like if he has a point to prove or what he's trying to do. But he likes to keep the fight standing, and uh, you know, not to dog on his power or anything. But you know, that's not his strong suit. And uh, on the other hand, Blood Diamond, though, that's about the only thing he's got going for him. He's a good striker, uh, very powerful, but um, you know, obviously trash on the ground and can't really defend takedowns. So really, this relies on the game plan of Radke. And uh, I think I th- I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it up to him. I think he's a smart fighter coming into the UFC. Uh, I I'm gonna lean that his game plan works that he sticks to it and he takes down Blood Diamond, does his thing, you know, wears him down, sneaks in a submission.
1: Yep. Um correct me if I'm wrong, because Blood Diamond's fighting the same uh kickboxing uh gym as Izzy.
0: Oh I'm not sure honestly. Uh I noticed on Tapology it uh doesn't have his gym listed so I'm not completely sure.
1: Uh where, yeah, City Kickboxing is his uh, is his gym. So and it that is Israel's I believe is that uh, uh I
0: mean probably. Not sure, but I mean probably.
1: Um freestyle fighting gym for uh Volk. So that is a different Different gym for Volk, but he does fight in the same gym as Israel Adesanya, who fights on this card as well. Um, pretty, pretty good, pretty predominant, uh, pretty pre- prestigious kickboxing gym. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if he can he, he can work out. I don't see it, but uh, man, it'd be cool. So, um, moving on though, uh, fight number four of the night. It's gonna be Nazareth. Hakparast, who's 14-5 overall. He's 3-2 in his last five. He's a massive favorite, minus 485. He fights landing Kenwands, who's 7-1-1. 5-0 one one. is his last fight, and he's making his UFC debut. He's a plus 370 underdog. Hakbarast comes back from over a year of not fighting. He's uh he's pretty natural talent. He I mean he looks good. He he's solid at everything he does, but it, he, I think he trusts. He he's a little bit too confident in his ability at times. He gets uh, he gets a little complacent. I feel like just kind of coasting to decision wins instead of finishing guys that he probably should finish. And I think it uh, I think he, he gets arrogant during fights, and you saw it lead to a um a flash KO against Drew Dober in twenty twenty. Um, since then he he hadn't quite been the same. He's he's easily he easily defeats people in the lower half of the UFC roster, but when he takes a step up in competition, he he can't just coast to decision victories like he. I guess he wants to. I don't know if he's trying to take as little damage as he he can, but um, he I think he needs to be a little bit more aggressive at times. Um, on the flip side, Wands looks like a solid fighter. He. But it's kind of weird that he's making his UFC debut now. I mean, he was just on the latest season of the Ultimate Fighter, and he got submitted in 55 seconds. Um, so, not the greatest wrestler. Uh, I think Hawk. H- H- I'm sorry. Hawk H- can can uh, take him down pretty easily and finish the fight if he wants to. But, um... He has high power, but he's really slow. Um, like he, he doesn't put out a lot of volume, so... Um. Yeah, I think Hawk Bros just coast to a decision again. Like I said.
0: Yeah, well said. Um, I actually have Hawk Bros for a second round knockout. Uh, like you mentioned, he actually does have good power, and even though he seems like a fighter that's uh that coasts, you know, it's just, um, you know, it's kind of weird. I kind of uh, I wouldn't say I have the same that same read because I kind of I, I'm kind of under the impression that he's a pretty good volume striker. And on top of that, he has good power. It's just the level of competition he fights. It's not. You know um, exactly people who are knockout material. Uh, he's fought you know some of the highest level of competition in the UFC over the years. So I said, dude, dude's been in here a while now. It feels like, and like he's you said, talking about Hawk Frost? Uh, yeah, Hawk Prost. No, um, no,
1: no, no. Th- I was talking about Keen Wands with the uh, the slow, the slow volume.
0: Right, but you, I, I'm I'm talking about the coasting to decision thing. Oh, okay, um, okay so I got gotcha. you. Yeah, uh, like I, said, I mean, he doesn't. You know, it doesn't look like the prettiest fighter, but I mean, I think for what it's worth, he has good volume. He has good power. You know, he's able to knock down a lot of opponents. He doesn't necessarily finish them, but he can knock them down. And, uh, you know, I think his opponent making his UFC debut, someone who got submitted by someone who's not the best at submissions in under a minute, not the greatest look. Um, You know, it just feels like they they really need someone to fill in the spot, and this is who they got. Um, It's kind of weird, because I think like literally days after he got submitted, or at least that was released on... um, tv he got submitted um you know he signs his signs to this fight um like you said dude's kind of powerful but uh on top of that he just leaves a lot of openings to be hit i think Hawk process is gonna find those openings pretty easily uh the dude's too experienced, fought too much too much too good of competition to let stuff like that slide so give me Hawk cross via knockout and i'll say in the second round
1: yep um I think I mean I think Ark Barast, uh completely outclasses him. So, uh, of course, Keenwan's has a puncher's chance, but that doesn't really mean much in this fight. So, uh, moving on, we got Jamie Malarkey, who's sixteen and six overall. He's three and two in his last five. He's a minus two sixty five favorite, fighting John mcdessey who's eighteen and eight overall, three and two in his last five as well. He's the plus two fifteen underdog. So Malarkey is, a, is more of kind of like a blood and guts type of fighter he'll grit out some wins but um i mean he he also he's he's been uh uh, exposed by guys like Jalen turner um and his two showings this year haven't been great so he's been trying to slow down his style with lots of wrestling and I, i guess i don't think it's really gonna work in his favor we'll see um but i do have uh i do have him winning but I think Mackdessi. It's more because Mackdessi is just not going to do en- enough. He's been the epitome of uh, consistent in his USC career, but um, he's just way smaller than Malarkey, and he's kind of a range type of fighter, a striker. I mean, and he can he can go toe to toe with his opponents, but I mean, his size is going to be a huge disadvantage against a guy like Malarkey, who's pretty big for the division. So, give me Malarkey by decision.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I um I essentially have the same the same result um like Desi, you know uh, his takedown defense is okay it's not the best but you know the, um i'll say that i mean it's pretty good and when he does get taken down he just immediately hops back up so i mean it's malarkey gonna be able to keep him down i don't think so um you know mac desi's called the bull for a reason he's gonna just advance 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 uh he's gonna you know dish one uh, he'll take one to dish one doesn't matter to him uh, you know, his volume output's great, and I mean, his power, power a little bit, um, to be desired there, but I mean, he's knocked people down and he has the ability to knock people down. And uh, a guy like Malarkey, who, um, unfortunately, we've kind of seen the story before, well, I say that, but you know, his last fight, he was a huge favorite, and what does he do? He goes out and gets knocked out as, um, against a huge underdog, so, um, you know, you really really questionable there. I think the odds should be a lot closer than what they are. Uh, You know, cause Malarkey his chin isn't the greatest and he's just very hittable, a very hittable guy. Uh, And he's the same way. He's the same way as the bull. He just doesn't really advance, but um, he's still, um, he still gets hit as much as he, uh, as he get you know, puts out. Uh, He likes to wrestle. And like you said, he's going to have the better physique in there. And uh, I do think this goes to decision. And I really just chose Malarkey because, you know, he's a hometown favorite. And uh, I mean, I do think he's the better fighter, too. But I don't know. There's probably going to be times in there where he doesn't look too good. But I'm just going to leave it up to the judges and say they choose the hometown guy here to not make the crowd, um, you know, mad at him.
1: Yep, I completely agree with everything you said. Um, Yeah, that's kind of a common theme in this fight is... A lot of guys are are gonna take a punch to hit to land a punch, uh, so very Korean zombie esque But we'll move on to the next fight. Jack Jenkins, who's twelve two and zero, and he's five and f- I don't know what I'm saying. Why did I say five and five in his last five? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I think it's five and zero in his last five. He's the minus two five favorite. He's fighting Chippe Morisco. Who's fourteen and six overall? Four one in his last five. He's the plus one seventy underdog. So Jenkins looks to be a featherweight stud, kinda. Um, he's coming from the Dana White contender series, which another—that's another thing. That's a common theme in this uh, card. A lot of them came from the contender series. Um, but Jenkins is pretty well rounded. He's durable. He's super powerful kicks, um, and his fights feel like they're always exciting. Whereas marisco is—he's a USC newcomer. Um, he made his UFC debut earlier this year, um, where he beat Trevor peak on the regional scene. He fought a lot of future UFC fighters, but he typically got beat up pretty bad in those fights. So, um, I just don't, I don't see Mariscal doing enough in this fight. I think it's going to be back and forth, uh, with a pretty good level of excitement, but I'm just going to put Jenkins via decision. Uh, he seems to be more complete fighter and a little bit better
0: yeah um you touched on everything there uh you know jenkins like you said he's just all around a great fighter he's very very technical you know he'll mix up you know shots to the head body kicks leg body head i mean he's um you know he's everything you want in a fighter as far as striking is concerned and on top of that he likes to mix in the takedowns you know um you know basically if he just feels like he'll shoot for a takedown you know if it's there he'll commit if it's not he'll back out and you throw a strike on his way out kind of thing um you know compared to morisco uh sure uh, this is gonna be second his second fight in the ufc you already mentioned his debut against peak who um you know marisco looked very good against peak uh is that saying a lot i don't think so because you you fought a guy who has who throws technique out the window anytime he gets in the cage dude's an idiot um yeah so um risco though uh, the, at least in his past fights from what i've seen he's not really a great grappler um, I mean, he's he's lost fight, he's lost grappling fights against people who can't grapple, you know, so not a really good look. Uh, he does like he likes to come forward, and you know, he wants he's going to want to keep this fight in the feet, you know, but like I, said, I think Jenkins is just going to be the better looking guy in there at the end of the day, and uh, that's what judges want to see. Um, I don't think a finish happens in this fight, I do think it goes to decision, and uh, once again, give me a hometown favor and give me a guy who's much more technical than Jenkins to win via decision.
1: Yep. Uh, yeah, I think he hit on everything as well. So we'll move on to another fight that I, I think is going to be kind of lopsided. Uh, Carlos Oberg, who's eight and one overall, four and one in his last five. He's a minus two seventy favorite. He's fighting Daeun Jung, who's fifteen and four overall, fifteen four and one overall. He's two two and one in his last five, plus two twenty underdog. Kind of seems like um, uh, Jung is hitting a, a, a kind of a a wall in his career while Olberg seems to be kind of taking off. So, um, Olberg lost his debut to Kennedy in Czech who we've talked about before. Uh, he gassed out pretty bad and, and he ended up getting KO'd by him, but he took a laid off and he's, I mean, he's looked great since then. Um, he's made a lot of adjustments in his fighting. So he has some serious knockout power. He's, he's put, he put guys like in Neg Moreno and, I'm sorry. I can't read this. Podiera out who, I mean, they're all pretty durable guys. So he's also become more of a a permanent patient striker and he's done a lot better job of picking out his shots better. instead of just rushing into something. Um, Whereas Jung, I kind of get a Korean zombie type uh, feel from him. Obviously he's from South Korea as well. And uh, he's willing to take some punishment to dish them out. Um, He's kind of found himself slipping as of late, like I said. And he was on a five-fight five fight, unbeaten streak, but now he's he's kind of slipped. So I think it's gonna. Be, I think it's gonna be a little bit more lopsided than some people may think. I think Olberg's gonna get it done via TKO.
0: Yeah, um, I have Olberg via first round knockout. For what it's worth, uh, I agree with everything you said. Olberg, he's been hitting his stride lately. He's been looking really good. He's fought uh, some. Fought uh, some decent competition. Um, you know, I'd give a little bit of an edge in competition to, uh, Demo Jung, but for what it's worth, you know, he is slipping like very badly lately against guys he shouldn't be slipping against. Um, you know, I feel like Devin Clark was supposed to be kind of an easier fight for him. He just, he looks worse than ever. So, you know, am I going to, I don't know. This dude has all the talent in the world. I feel like he just, like you said, he's just been kind of slipping a lot lately. I know people are still high on him. I mean, for what it's worth, um, I guess I think he loses this fight. I mean, like, I mean, I think he can, you know, I don't think he should hang it up or anything after this fight, but they like say he may need to take a step back, reevaluate some things. Um, his striking leaves a lot to be desired for what it's worth, though. He can get takedowns and he looks, he looks okay on the ground. And uh, we haven't really seen Olberg's ground game testing Because like I said, he's just in there. He's in and out, starching people in the first round. Uh against like super tough people too. Because, um, you know, his last fight, uh, I can't remember the dude's name. I'm pretty sure it's the last fight. A uh, guy who, like, never been knocked out. And yeah, I'd give him, like, Max Holloway-type toughness. And what does he do? goes in there and knocks him out in the first round. So, yeah, give me Olberg for your uh, first-round knockout. I don't think it's... Um, like you said, I don't think this fight's particularly close. Um, I think Jung can make it close. I just don't think he's going to be able to. I think, you know, we got two two different fighters here. One who's, you know, who's, one whose stock is rising and one whose stock is, unfortunately, falling, so... Um, you know, I'm all for gains around here. So, um, I'm with Olberg first round knockout.
1: Yep. I agree. So I, I do have first round knockout as well. I just keep it general. I just say knockout usually. So, um, but going on, moving on to the next fight, it's going to be a pick and fight. Tyson Pedro versus Anton Turcoz. Um, Pedro is nine and four overall two and three in his yeah. last five and Turcoz is eight and two overall and three and two the in the pleasure, last five. man the pleasure man yes (laughs) um so in doing research for this fight i've realized that he has a pretty big fan base um (laughs) the pleasure man yeah oh yeah oh
0: yeah it's oh yeah
1: it's like a cult too oh yeah oh yeah dude,
0: dude. You, um I don't know, you'd be surprised man. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's very fitting for a guy whose nickname is the pleasure man and i don't know if you i don't know if you go to topology to do your stuff or not i don't know if you've seen his Patreon on typology yes but man it, yes it is it is great just really encapsulate him as as the uh as the pleasure man but uh yes. go ahead i'm
1: sorry yeah it's insane but, uh, yeah, so Pedro started his UFC career on fire. Uh, many, many people thought he was going to be the next legitimate contender in th- that division. Uh, then came the losses, and yeah, he had a rash of injuries that kept him sidelined for about three and a half years or so. And he came, when he came back, he looked great. Um, until he ran into a, uh, the first loss he, he suffered when he came back, and it looked like he had the same issues with his gas tank and, uh, Really, he, I mean, he just wasn't effective past the first round, just like before he uh, he got hurt. Um, so a lot of people were kind of slipping on, on how they feel about him, whereas Turquoise is more of a wrestling type of fighter. Um, he, he's kind of like Sterling, I feel like. He he just looks to cling to his opponents. Um, I think Pedro will be able to land at Will early on the, on the feet, but once – it ultimately I think it's inevitable that it reaches the uh, the ground the mat. I think Turk Oz is just gonna drain him and he's gonna be rendered useless past the first round. Yeah, I mean he's you already useless past the first round, but especially when he gets taken down and and uh held down on the ground. I mean he's just gonna be useless even before the first round ends. So give me Turk oz by decision. The pleasure man
0: yeah the pleasure man uh you touched very well on him he's um uh, for light heavyweight great stamina Uh, not to say most light heavyweights don't have good stamina but you know we're looking at his opponent tyson pedra who um like you said i mean he's got enough stamina to last five minutes um you know unfortunate for him unfortunate for his wife but yeah he only lasts five minutes (laughs) um the pleasure man uh you know
1: the pleasure man's wife however (laughs)
0: <laughs> you know, gave uh, she gave him the nickname. No, but um, you know, the dude can't defend takedowns to save his life. But boy, is he good at takedowns? Uh, what's Pedro not good at? Takedown defense? I don't think. Uh, I think. I mean, I think for what it's worth, his grappling is good. Uh, but I mean, like you said, the gas tank is su- such a concern for Pedro. And I see why this fight's a pick 'em because with a guy who has power like Pedro, you don't you can't count them out, and um. You know, pleasure man. He has great he has great durability. Uh, do I see Pedro getting a knockout? Um, I don't know. The pleasure man. You know, like I said, he he doesn't really have good striking defense. Um, he doesn't have the best fight IQ. I don't think. But like I said, for what it's worth, he's got a huge fan base. I know a lot of people are backing him, and uh, I mean, I get, I, I understand why he's he's a fun guy to watch. This should be a, this should be a fun fight. I almost want to say borderline funny, but um, <laughs> give me give me Pedro via first-round knockout. I think even though uh, Pleasure Man hasn't been knocked out and he's got good durability, I think Pedro's going to lay, lay it out on the line in the first round, and uh, I mean, I don't think Pleasure Man's going to be able to do much about it. Um, So, yeah, give me Pedro Villa first-round knockout. And like you said, if he gets past first round, I mean, you know, it's Pleasure Man all day. And, um, you know, I'm not really – sound confident in the decision. I'm not really – because I mean like at the end of the day, it'd be one of those things where if I saw this fight fight got past the first round, I'm live betting Pleasure Man all day. Because Pedro will is not going to win past the first round unless he comes out in the first five seconds of the second round and does something. But uh But yeah, for what it's worth, I got I got Pedro catching Pleasure Man and getting him out of there in the first round.
1: Yeah. Uh a lot of people were <laughs> I saw on Typology that a lot of people were saying, Oh, y'all better get ready for Pleasure Man's Last Fight in the UFC. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. But uh and uh, his fans came to his rescue on there, so um mm-hmm. he will be glad to know he has. oh, oh Yeah, on topology, on typology. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it
0: was it was crazy. I was looking for the forum too uh, a couple of days ago. I was like, dang I was like this dude you can't round a corner without someone defending him. I
1: know. <laughs> well, uh, moving on. This fight is man i I don't i don't like to say this shouldn't be on the main card but uh i don't feel like this fight should be on the main card Mm -hmm. um you got justin toffa who's six and three two and two with a no contest in his last five he's the minus 205 favorite and he's fighting austin lane who's 12 and three overall he's four zero with a no contest in his last five he's a plus 170 underdog a lot of you might be thinking, "Oh, well, they both have a no contest in their last five. That's kind of weird." Well, that's because they fought each other, and it was a no contest because um, Austin Lane poked Tafa in the eye, and it got wah, wah. It, it, it it got ended pretty quickly. So, um, really, before it even got started in the first round, I think like within seconds, if, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, yeah, they're going to run it back. Um, it was just two months ago, by the way. So mm-hmm. interesting note about Lane, he is a former NFL defensive end. Um yes, much like Greg Hardy. <laughs> Greg Hardy. <laughs> and I get a lot like, of Greg Hardy from him. <laughs> yeah. So uh his UFC debut was spoiled with the iPoke, by the way. Womp, um womp. which was his own doing. Don't Did you just say on. womp womp? <laughs> exactly. So uh yeah, I mean Justin Taffa, he's an okay fighter. Austin Lane, he's an okay fighter at best. Uh, I think Taffa's brother is better than he is. Um, If you all haven't seen him, he fought just a few weeks ago on the Korean Zombie Mm -hmm. Max Holloway card. So uh, put on a really great show, too. Beat a guy that Justin actually beat, but did it a lot better. So um, congrats to the brother. I can't remember. What's his first name? I can't remember his first name. Junior. Junior. Thank you. Um, But going going back to this fight, I think Tafa's looked a lot better in his last few fights than he did on the regional circuit. He's picking out his shots a lot better, and he's ended some fights with a big counter. Um, That being said, I still don't think this fight should be on the main card, Uh, but Tafa's going to win via TKO.
0: Yeah, I got Tafa for your first round knockout. Uh, for you know, for the for the sixty seconds or to two minutes that the first fight lasted. I'll give it to Austin Lane. Uh he was actually gonna throw some kicks out there and he was actually looking decent. But uh, you know, Toffa looks slow. That's just what he does though. He mm, he's Tafa's very durable, very powerful. I mean, do I see Austin Lane beating him? No. Um like, and like you said, I don't know why this fight's on the main card. I could, I'd i appreciate this being like the main prelim or something. But, I mean, Austin Lane, he's very hittable. He just leaves so many openings. And like I said, the last fight, uh, you know, Tafa, like I said, was just one you know, just he was looking for that one punch and you could just feel it coming. So um, that's what she said. But uh, I think Tafa is going to win via first round knockout. I think. You know, like I said, my fight's going to essentially play out the same way. Lane's going to try and want to keep this at range. Toff is going to say, okay, that's cool. that's cool and all, but that's just not going to happen. He's, I think, and you know, it's just going to be one of those, you know, one shot knockout things. So, yep. Give me Toff a, a First round knockout.
1: Yep. Uh, couldn't say said it better myself. So, moving on to the next fight, you got Manel C- Kate, who's 18 and 6 and overall, 3 and 2 in his last five. He's the minus 395 favorite. Fighting Felipe dos Santos, who's seven and oh, four and oh four oh and one uh in his last five. He's making his UFC debut. He's a plus three ten underdog. Um man, it looks like Cape is finally starting to turn a corner in his career. He's become more aggressive. Um looks really good lately. Well, I say lately. I mean he hasn't been able to fight because his opponents keep pulling out paws um on him. So I guess they're ducking him, but he finally gets uh he finally gets some octagon time, so congrats to him for getting that um dos santos he's a pretty effective pressure artist but i mean this is just not a good matchup for him i have kate via tko
0: yeah um i also have coppas a first round knockout uh like i said, I think unfortunately uh, for dos santos this is just too big of a jump in competition for him to be successful i think he's a i think he's a decent fighter for what it's worth uh, he, he needs to work on his takedown defense. And like you said, he's a, he's a very pressure heavy guy. And, uh, once again, he's another one of fight, one of the fighters, like I said, I said this several times, but he's going to eat one to get one. Um, so, sorry, just got a text anyways. Um, yeah, you mentioned it, uh, copies has been very, very, very good lately. He's, uh, seems like he's kind of starting to reach his peak, which is, you know, really good. For someone like him, who like you know, he first came in the UFC wasn't looking great, but uh, I'd say he you know won his last three fights via nomination. Like I say, he's putting everything together. He's uh, hitting his stride. I mean, his striking's developing very well. You know, it was weird when you first in the, first in the UFC he didn't really throw a whole lot, but uh, now that obviously that's changed. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you know you've seen his last three fights. You kind of know. Um, yeah, like I said, this this is just an unfortunate matchup for Dos Santos, but this is what happens you know, when Kai Carr, France, um, drops out at the last second because of a concussion or something. I believe that's what it was. Um, I'm sure you saw the uh, – I mean, there was a highlight of the press conferences whenever he stood up. <laughs> he uh, you know, Izzy, I, Izzy was calling him a midget, and he, like, he told Izzy he's addicted to cartoon porn. Not himself, but he called Izzy like a cartoon porn addict or something. Um, he's throwing stuff into the crowd at Kai um which is a big strategy
1: he, kai Car france is a fantastic fighter by the way.
0: yes and this card would be probably been like twice as good if um that fight was going to happen it was going that was going to be a really good fight and I, it probably it probably still will happen i i predict um just not anytime soon but i think that's something they look to run back uh especially since cop made his uh, intentions clear that he's willing to build a rivalry out of this now and kai Car france seems willing to do the same thing but um you know, it's it's unfortunate for like I said for uh Dos Santos that, you know, uh we're we're talking more about Kai Car France than him, but like I said, that's just what it <laughs> is. Uh like I said this this I don't think this fight's gonna be uh too competitive. Yeah, I got caught via first round knockout.
1: Yeah, and uh another thing that was uh bold strategy is um Israel Adesanya calling him a midget when his buddy Kai Car France is shorter than him. Mm-hmm. So um yeah interesting um moving on to what is going to be a banger of a fight i think (laughs) alexander volkov versus ty bam bam tuivasa man i love ty tuivasa um i'm excited to see
0: who you have winning this fight
1: yeah so um (laughs) so actually i mean i'm very familiar with both of these fighters so i didn't do much research on them um i'm still actually kind of calculating the decision in my head as i'm talking i can can go
0: first if it uh if it helps you i mean i mean i I mean I it don't matter matter. i'll let you go sorry i didn't interrupt you but like it's like kind of like you said we already know um much about these fighters like i said this is kind of like every other heavyweight fight where um it seems like one guy's a very technical heavyweight fighter and the other guy is just like very powerful heavyweight fighter so it's just like pick your poison you know what do you go with
1: Yep, and so I, I believe the last time we saw Ty Tuivasa was against Cyril Gon, is that correct?
0: Uh Sergey Pavlovich.
1: Pavlovich, that's right. Um
0: very shortly after, so yeah.
1: Right. Which he ended up knocking out Ty Tuivasa. But uh one of the last times we saw Ty Tuivasa was against Cyril Gan, and Cyril Gan was picking him apart until Ty put him almost put his lights out. So uh that's just kind of the power that you get with Ty Tuivasa. All it takes is one. It's kind of the same thing as Derek Lewis. Um, and you know how we feel about Derek Lewis. And Ty Tuivasa is almost as entertaining as Derek Lewis. So, um, really look forward to every one of Ty's fights. Um, Volkov, though, is a much, 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 much more refined fighter than To Tuivasa. I mean, Tai Tuivasa has his hands, and that's a, and, well, I guess elbows, too. But that's about it. Um, whereas Volkov is much more well-rounded. Um He's a lot longer, better reach. He's going to stay at a distance or attempt to stay at a distance. But one thing Ty does very well is close the gap. Um, I'm going to look for Ty to do that. I think Ty gets gets it done.
0: I'm assuming via knockout.
1: Yeah, if I say Ty gets it done, it's definitely not (laughs) going to be the decision.
0: Just to make things clear for our listeners. Oh yeah, um, Alexander Volkov. Uh, we we know his game. Dude's six seven. He's a monster for the heavyweight division. You know, not um not like pure size wise, but uh, height wise and reach wise. He's a problem for anyone that goes against him. Um,
1: dare I say yeah. he's a gatekeeper though? I'm sorry. I said, dare I say he's a gatekeeper though?
0: It almost feels like it. Um, it's, it's kind of hard to tell right now. But um, I, I guess you could kind say of the yeah, of the
1: but, in the heavyweight division.
0: Yeah. And uh, like I said, it's because Volkov maybe like the more, you know, uh, I mean, he lost to Cyril Ghan, And uh, Cyril Ghosn is essentially, you know, a Volkov. Uh, you know, yeah, like Volkov is he's a very technical striker. He's very good at kickboxing, which typically gives, you know, your heavyweights trouble. Uh, like I so said, we remember a few years ago, Derek Lewis. I mean, he had Derek Lewis in a bond into the last 30 seconds of the fight. Um, I mean, I we'll say, I think at a certain point, Derek Lewis like had him on the ground and kind of had him in a bond, but, uh, beyond that, um, notable losses for Volkov, uh, Aspinall and Gahn, uh, two elites in the heavyweight division. I like to think, um, you know, Gahn kind of, I feel like Gahn pieced Volkov apart pretty easily, uh, just like he pieced Ty, two of um, pretty hmm. easily. He pieced, pieced Ty apart a lot better than he did Volkov. Like, said, so he got Ty out of there. Um. You know, unfortunately for Ty, uh, I mean, his cardio—his cardio actually isn't that bad for for a guy who you know weighs in at the limit of two sixty-six, and for a guy who just solely relies on these wild shots. Yeah, I think um, he's like a Derek
1: Lewis with better cardio, basically.
0: Yeah, as a three-round fight, so I mean, this isn't like his Cyril Gon fight where you know he had to you know train for five rounds. Uh, so he's going to be more willing to put it put it all on the line. Um, but like I said, unfortunately, you're going to against someone who's just physically. Um, a lot better than you, uh, a lot more, like I say, gifted, I guess. So, uh, yeah, give me Tai Uvasa via knockout in the second round. He's going to freaking clock Volkov, and it's going to be the greatest thing ever. Bam Bam's going to end his two-fight skid. Uh, like I said, all it takes is one punch from Tai Uh I think he's probably, at this point, the most powerful puncher in the heavyweight division, hands down. Uh, like I said, we've seen like, – he almost got Cyril Gone out of there. Uh, so, like I said, screw your technique. I don't care. Uh, I know you're a pretty big favorite in volkov and like I get it because you're very technical and you, you can easily keep this fight at range if you wanted to but I mean, what are you gonna do whenever Ty Tuivasa gets you up against the cage and he's just onto you um you know we look at I, i'm pretty sure tai fought uh oh man who who is the dude who's like seven feet tall uh stoop stoop that may be his name actually stupe or something like that um oh let me click on his name'm I'm, i I'm I'm gonna get I'm uh, gonna get this dude's name. Sakai, uh, uh, Struve, Struve, Struve. Struve. Um, yeah, for those not familiar, Stefan Struve, he was a um, he was an anomaly in the heavyweight division because uh, you know, nicknamed the skyscraper, dude was seven feet tall, and uh, like of so, us <laughs> is what six two. Uh, like I so, said, hey, he's barely any taller than me and you, Peyton. And uh, he was able to just essentially get you know Struve against the cage and just kept throwing punches up at him and eventually knocked him out. I think he may kind of essentially do the same. Like I said, I know I'm a a huge Ty to Ivasa fan, and I want to see him do another shoey in his hometown. So maybe I'm a little biased, but, uh, yeah, that's what I'm going for. I'm going to say Ty is able to, uh, you know, I think Ty is going to be able to land that one shot that gets Volkov out, Derek Lewis style. Yeah,
1: I feel the same way. You know, I mean, I love to tie to be Vasa as well. I mean, how could you not? Um, it's absolutely one of the most entertaining fighters in the UFC up there with Derrick Lewis and very similar fighting style to Derrick Lewis. So, um Yeah, I think like you said, or like we both said. I think it only takes uh all it takes is one shot from him and uh mm-hmm. if, good luck if you if you get uh hit by him, good luck, cuz you ain't waking up for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cyril I just watched that I just rewatched that fight uh a few weeks ago and I saw Cyril Gunn take that shot. I he didn't exactly take it. I mean, I think he was out until he hit Oh the no, arm. yeah, he
0: oh uh, yeah, he like dropped it, and then but just he was lucky that he quickly recovered. He's like I said Zero is lucky that he's he's a tough, you know, Mofo. That that's that's the only I, thing that kept him in there.
1: I think he was legitimately out before he uh I think he hit the canvas and it, like, woke well, him that's up. That's what
0: I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. As soon as he hit the canvas, he woke up. And that's just, like, thanks to his toughness. I mean, like I said, that's that just goes to show yeah, two things. Like I said, Cyril Gan's next level tough. I mean, really, I guess first thing that Ty Tuvasa has next level power. Um, you to knock out a guy who's next level tough. But, I mean, you're really tough to be knocked out and just immediately get back up and keep fighting. Um, yeah. You know, that that's a shot that has put several people out before and they didn't get off the canvas. So, like I said. Yeah, that, like out cold. Yeah, so like I said, I mean, we knew. We, I'm sorry, we knew Vasa had that kind of power, and it was just kind of, you know, kind of, kind of like a, such a weird thing because you I mean, you you really did think Ciragana was out there for a second, but then it's like, oh my goodness, this dude just hopped back up. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, I, yeah, I thought this dude was out, but no, here he is. <laughs> he, he's yeah, you know, know. He, he's totally stumbling back move. to the cage. Like, so I think I watched that fight last week to um for the Cyril Gan, uh, fight, fight night yeah. in Paris, but uh, yeah, like I said, it was it was very sketchy, but um. Because most everyone Ty, else that puts, that puts him out,
1: yeah. Another thing about Ty, I hate, I hate to keep uh, harping on Ty to bossa, Um but uh, unsimilar to Derek Lewis, it feels like. I mean, I don't want to say Derek Lewis can't take a punch because he's barely been knocked out in his career, uh, but when he does take punches, I mean it gasses him out. I mean his cardio is atrocious, so um, Ty to Ivaso can take a punch and he still comes at you like he's fresh. Um, so good luck. I mean, it's, you can't just land a few punches and be like, "All right, I got him right where I want him." Like, no, this dude is going to keep coming at you, and he's going to hit you hard. mm mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like I, said, I mean, we compare him to Derek Lewis. Ob, I, I mean, obviously, and that was a, that was a banger when they fought. But um, you know, like you said, I think the cardio is much better, and like I said, I think the volume is significantly better. Like I said, Derek Lewis, like he he baits you until like. Like, oh, I, I got to get close and hit this guy. He's not doing anything. He's like he's already tired. But, uh, you know, Tui Vasa, he'll show that he's tired. But, I mean, the dude doesn't care. I mean, like I said, he, he was scheduled to go five rounds against Cyril Gan, and Cyril Gan was piecing him up and up until the fight ended. You know, like I so said, Ty showed every bit of that tiredness, but it didn't affect him. He just kept going forward with reckless abandonment. So, like I said, I mean, if it was Derek Lewis, he would have been out in the first round. But, um or let me rephrase that. If that was Derek Luce against Syrogan, in that, you know, you know what I'm saying. If it was Derek Luce's body replaced with Syrogan, I'm sorry, replaced with Ty that fight. He was um he he's out in the first round. Yeah, especially with those oh, those body blows from uh Cyril Gaon. Mm-hmm. Oh God Yeah, that, that's really that's really what took um Ty out. That's what I'm scared of that Volkov's gonna do. If he's smart, that's exactly what he does. He keeps his fire at range, he keeps kicking to the body. Because ty's not gonna be able to do much about it he's gonna keep no. eating them he's gonna you know i will say there was a point where i thought ty was gonna get knocked down because of a body blow i think he was like i couldn't tell if he faked it to throw the punch or if he, he just like because or, or if his it's, body it's, it's, just like kicked in and said like no we're not going down right now
1: i'm pretty because sure later sure in the fight he went he, he
0: pretty much him. went down because of the body blow sir gone just if it just finished him with a um with punches fist in the back of the head yeah, but it was a body blow that really like took Ty out essentially, and just uh just the punches kind of finished the job. So like I said, I wanted to say that like Ty was faking it, but I'm pretty, you know, I think that hurt him. I think that hurt him in the first second. His body said, "Nah, we ain't going out like this," and he just immediately responded back with the wild haymaker.
1: Yeah, that could definitely be the case. Um, but I, I don't think Volkov is nearly as good of a boxer as Cyril Gan is, so. <laughs> no. Uh, I think he telegraphs his kicks a little bit more than Zero Gun. I think it still gives Ty trouble, but um, mm-hmm. I think it's my bias for Ty too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just really excited for Ty to to fight.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so hopefully, hopefully he pulls out the win. But uh, yeah, sum up, yeah, I got to Ivasa via knockout in the second round. Yep,
1: yeah. And moving on to the final fight of the night, which uh, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this fight. I think that last fight was probably the most. Uh, most exciting fight that we'll see. Um, I don't know. Israel Adesanya versus Sean Strickland. Um, Israel Adesanya, uh, news aside, is definitely one of the best strikers in the UFC. Yes. So if you miss the, if you miss the fight, um, apparently Israel Adesanya, um, likes dogs. I'll put it that way. Um, I'll put it that way. That's I'll leave it there too. Um, just a, a strange individual, and but Sean Strickland, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. I, I mean, I know how he got the fight, but I don't know how he got the fight. Fifth rank contender, um, has never really beaten anybody crazy good. Um, is easily a, a step down from Israel Adesanya. Uh, talent wise, it's not to say he can't beat Israel Adesanya because I don't. I don't ever want to say you can't beat somebody in the UFC because we all know you can. I mean, sh- stuff happens, but um, I mean, dude, Israel Adesanya is a great, great striker. No matter how you feel about him, dude's an insanely good striker. Um, whereas Sean Strickland kind of leaves himself open to striking, especially kickboxers, and. um I think that's going to give him a world of trouble. Last time he fought a elite striker and kickboxer. He got flatlined by Alex Pereira, which, of course, everybody gets flatlined by Alex Pereira. Um, but, yeah, I think Israel Adesanya gets him up out of there in the second or third round.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, so, five-round fight in the main event for the middleweight championship. Uh, obviously, we got, you know, it's... a. Uh... I feel like obviously Duplessis was probably the fight to make here. It just didn't happen for some reason. So instead, we get Sean Strickland, who, like I said, you know, um, all he's done is really he won his last two fights against lower, I say lower level competition, but competition that wasn't as impressive as his two losses beforehand, um, you know, against Alex Pereira and Jared Cannonier. Who, I mean, you know, both those guys pretty much beat Sean Strickland to get the chance at Adesanya. So, like I said, maybe the UFC kind of felt bad for Strickland in you know, treating him like that I guess I don't know
1: he's definitely um, Dana's favorite
0: yeah and like so he's very he's very entertaining in the sense that like, he always has something to say he's just uh would not not quite Nate Diaz's level of um you know talk you know talking but i mean he's he's a pretty funny guy and it's Israel Adesanya and especially with the news of him with the dogs uh lately like so i won't get into detail cuz it's kind of disgusting but um You know, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say exactly what he did, and you know, because I'm scared. I don't know, you know, how our streaming platforms feel if we say certain words, so I'm not gonna say what he did. But um, it's stuff that's you know technically illegal. We'll just say his fetish is girls who dress up as dogs. So just imagine him doing doing that stuff to real dogs. Anyways, um, but yeah, let's say Israel Adesanya, just uh, next level kickboxer. Um, but I I mean, Sean Strickland, uh, he was able to go to decision against Cannonier. Like I said, he got knocked out against Alex Pereira, no shame in that. Um, you know, I'm looking now, I mean, how many knockout losses does he have? Two, and one of them was against Alex Pereira. Who's the other, who's the other one against back in 2018 against some guy named Zaleski? Yeah, so does Adesanya get Strickland out of there? I think he could, but I'm not really banking on that. I know a lot of people are. But, um, I think this fight goes to the distance. I think it's gonna be Adesanya by runaway decision. Um, 50-45, 50-44, not sure. But, um, I mean, maybe Strickland to have a round in there at most. Uh, but like I said, yeah, he's a huge underdog for a reason. Uh. I mean, he's not going to be, I don't think he's going to be taking Adesanya down. I don't think he's going to outstrike Adesanya. Like I, said, I mean, you, you line up all their attributes across the board. Adesanya has the advantage everywhere other it's than trash talk. Really
1: close. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like I said, press conference. And like, I will say, I told you that before we got on Peyton, I think no, no matter what happens, Sean Strickland won the weekend, just because of what he said at the press conference against Adesanya. Unless uh, like Ades- Adesanya can knock Sean Strickland out three times and it still wouldn't matter. Um, strickland is the winner but um yeah for the sake of this uh give me adesanya via decision like i don't think i think adesanya could get strickland out of there but um you know i think strickland's cardio is very great and i don't think he's you know i, th- I don't think he's gonna go down without a fight dude just you know he's too much of a character to go down without a fight
1: yeah um i mean the sean's bread and butter is kind of uh keeping the, his opponents at, like, a good distance for him and piecing them apart from, like, a boxing range. But, I mean, you ain't going to be able to do that without Adesanya. Nobody does that to Adesanya. So, even the elite strikers that he's fought, like Bobby Knuckles, I mean, dude pieced up, Robert Whitaker. <laughs> mm-hmm. what, what, what more can you say about him? Right. His pure ability is incredible. And he has a lot more power than people give him credit for. I think people tend to forget that Israel Adesanya has a lot. I mean, he – Completely knocked Pereira out cold.
0: Okay, caught him on a counter. So I mean, yeah, for me, for for what it's worth, uh, yeah, he does have power. Um, but you know what I say? Like Pereira is like the toughest guy in the division. I don't, I don't think so. But like I said, for me, for what it's worth, I mean, like I said, he can knock out people. But like I say he mainly relies on his t- on his technique to knock people out. Uh, I wouldn't say it's his power. I would say it's his technique more than his power. He, he's got oh, hunts, you know yeah. good qualities in both, but um, like I say, it's more or less. Yeah, you hear it all the time. He more, he catches people. You know, he doesn't really, um, you know, he doesn't really go in there and just knock people out. He just catches them and knocks them out. Yeah, but, um, I mean,
1: plenty of knockouts. Out somebody out of like, record, like Paul I'll Costa say. is not is, is pretty impressive in itself too. Mm-hmm. Whitaker right. as well. I mean, dude has. I mean, it takes power to knock somebody out, not just technique. Um, but yeah, of course. I mean, the dude's a next level kickboxer, so he's gonna rely more on his uh his technique than he does power. But he, I guess that's what I'm saying. Don't don't sleep on the power that he does have.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I think there may be a couple of times he does catch Sean in there, like Sean Sean wobbles, but I don't know. Like I said, to, um. Yeah, like I said, I mean, I mean like I said, I'm not taking a knockout completely out of the picture, but like I said, I just think it's more realistic that this fight probably goes to the say, probably at least hits the fourth round. Um and then maybe then I start to get concerned for Sean Strickland, but like I said, I think I, I think he's just too too to himself to get knocked out. Especially that's by fair. Izzy.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Um I mean he hates Israel Sanya. Oh yeah. So um but there's a reason the odds are so lopsided uh, yeah yeah i mean just just two was definitely the fight to make here uh for whatever reason it didn't get made uh whether it be had been on the side adesanya's side or the ufc's side we don't know
0: yeah that, um, was, that, was, that was that was silly almost as soon as they like teased that that fight was going to happen they said they like, israel adesanya versus john strickland everyone's like huh
1: yeah, I think, I think I actually did it on, on uh, one of the episodes here, and you were like, what? And I was like, I mean, I didn't see that from necessarily a reliable account on Twitter, but uh, yeah, I, I, I see that. Israel Adesanya and Sean Strickland is in the works. And you're like, nah, I don't believe that. And then sure enough, like two days later, it got made. And you're like, what?
0: I mean, it really it really, yeah, it didn't make any sense. I think the Du, du fight, you know, hate obviously hate to look ahead to another fight once again. That just kind of goes to show what, what we think about this card. Hate to look ahead to another fight that hasn't happened yet. It may not have happen. happened. But uh, Adesanya versus Du Plessis would be a very interesting fight, I think. Um, and I know a lot of people... A lot of people, especially in typology and like all my other forums that I'm on, would love to see would love nothing more than Adesanya and to lose his belt to Duplessis. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, that's that's for the um I think I saw someone um, someone put in the form, you know, that uh a duplessis versus Odisania fight would have to be for the BMF belt. It'd be the, the blackest uh, mofo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh yeah, I think that fight would be very interesting, but and hopefully it does happen. Like so I think Adesanya probably beat Strickland, and that fight probably will happen next. Nice, like, so shame on UFC for making this fight happen first. But I mean, I get it. You, know, you Throw someone new in there, I guess. Could have done the same with the new. I don't. You see, like I don't know. I get more confused the more I think about it, so I choose not to think about it.
1: Yeah, I. Uh, I don't know. Just a it is a puzzling decision here.
0: Yeah, very I good. Guess
1: uh, it's, I guess that's what happens when, you know, Adesanya cleans out the division.
0: Yeah, I, I mean,
1: it's really good. So wouldn't you want to test him against the guy? I don't, I, don't know. I don't know.
0: Yeah, like I said, try not to think about it. It just hurts your head. But, um, you know, and uh, that's our that's our UFC 293 uh, recap. We can move on to what do you want to do, NFL or
1: college football? We'll go to some college football.
0: All right. Uh, Next, we'll move into our college football segment
1: so uh yeah so we'll move on to college football um some some pretty good games going on this weekend first and foremost we got alabama or texas at alabama um it should be a really good one it was a good one last year uh if you remember bryce young i i I say alabama squeaked it out but it was really bryce young putting the team on his back um he (laughs) basically willed them to a win last year and uh What's, what's interesting, though, is uh, they don't have Bryce Young this year. Uh, they don't have Jameer mm. Gibbs this year. Mm. So, oh, man. Um, I hate to say they're in a pickle, but they're kind of in a pickle. Uh, quarterback play is yeah. not going to be. Milro looked good, though. Say that again?
0: Milro looked good. That's that's who was the quarterback yes. last year, yeah, right? Yeah, Milro looked good. They, they, they named him, like, five minutes before the game started or something and said, all right, go out there.
1: Yeah, Milro looked good, but, I mean. I don't know. I'm not sold on oh, the oh, middle Tennessee, huh?
0: Yeah, never, and Middle play. Tennessee. I'm just not seeing who they're playing. I mean, I knew they didn't play like a USC or something like that, but
1: yeah. So I, I'm I'm not completely sold on the quarterback play yet. Um, we'll see. I think uh, I think they, I think Bama does get it done just because it's at Bama. Uh, Nick Saban's still your mm. coach. Uh, I'm still not completely sold on Sarkeesian. Um, so yeah, I think, I think Bama does end up getting it done, but, but not, not, not by much. I think it's a pretty close game. I think Texas sadly is on the rise. Um, mm,
0: they're back. Yeah.
1: Well, we're back. <laughs> no. Um, now we'll say this about Texas. They did not look great against a very inferior opponent last year. I mean, last week. Um, they looked decent at best. Quentin Ewert didn't look like he really got any better and that's concerning if you're Texas, especially with, the, with a with coach like Steve Sarkeesian. As he's an he's supposed to be an offensive mastermind. He didn't look much better offensively, but I think most of that was just because you were trying to stay very vanilla so that Alabama couldn't get yeah, much, you don't, uh, yeah, film on you.
0: Yeah, you absolutely do not show your hand against uh who did they play Rice. Yes, exactly.
1: Um so I don't I don't I don't look too far into that. Um, but yeah, I think that's a definitely a game to watch. I think Alabama ends up getting it done by less than a touchdown. Um, and like I said, really just because they're at home and they have they have Nick Saban in their corner. Um, going on from there, uh, we got another great shoot. What should be a good game? Uh, Ole Miss at Tulane. Um, I mean it's it's interesting. Uh, Ole Miss. I mean Tulane. I'm curious to see. What they got this year? Um, they lost Tajay Spears. They got Michael Pratt. They got. Um, they do have Michael Pratt still, who's one of the better quarterbacks in the country. I would. I would say, um, Tulane definitely has one of the better offenses this year, but they they leave a lot to be desired defensively. Um, so does Ole Miss though. I mean, Ole Miss beat the breaks off of Mercer last week, but I mean, that's not exactly saying much. Mercer is trash. Um, but they look they look really good. Um. I love Tulane and all, but I do see Ole Miss getting it done by at least two scores.
0: Yeah, Ole Miss is uh, coming in as a favorite, uh, I think, less than a touchdown or maybe a touchdown. Jackson Dart, I know he's projected to be uh, probably one of the best quarterbacks in not just the SEC, but NCAA, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, Ole Miss, uh, I mean, they have a decently high-powered offense. Uh, sure, I mean, they're, you know – I'd say the wide receivers are good. Maybe their tight end kind of lacks a little bit. You know, he's not the the greatest, but, I mean, what are you going to do? You can't be perfect everywhere. Um, Like you said, maybe defense leaves a little bit to be desired. Defense and line's pretty good. Uh, Tulane, obviously, I think, you know, the conversation shorts and stops with Michael Pratt on offense. Um, Anyone other than that, really not much to be said. Oman keeps him pretty well protected, especially the interior boys. Um, I think the spread's fair. I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, I do think Ole Miss probably gets it done. I know a lot of people probably said the same thing last year. But, um, you know, I I think I'd give it the defensive edge to Tulane and the offensive edge to Ole Miss. And, you know, I always say, I think, especially in college, offense is just, you know, far superior than defense. So, um, yeah, for what it's worth, I think Ole Miss gets it done. I think it should be a very interesting game. Um, Not like a super – I'm not going to say it's going to be a shootout between offenses. I think, you know, it's going to be a decently competitive game. On both sides of the ball, so yeah, I think Ole Miss by a touchdown, give or take. Um, yeah, unfortunately, like I said, uh, you know, Tulane, one of our home teams here, but uh, I think Ole Miss gets it done this year. I'm pretty sure I know. I think they lost last year, but I don't think they, I don't think they lose again. Mm. Or was it the year before?
1: Uh, I think it was last year. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would love to see uh, Ole Miss pull off. I mean, not Ole Miss, Tulane pull off the upset here, <gasps> but. uh I just don't see it happening. Um, I think Ole Miss is is a lot more improved than last year. Uh, I think Tulane lost a lot from last year. Tajay Spears was, I mean, a game wrecker if you were playing Tulane last year and he's no longer there. So, I think that's going to hurt Tulane a lot more than people realize. Um, Like I said, I don't – I think it will be close, but I think uh, Ole Miss will pull away at the end and win by two scores. Um. Another game to watch. I mean, I hate to put them in our game to watch. It's, it's the second week in a row now. Um, but they looked pretty good this weekend. I, I got to give it to them. Uh, we'll go Nebraska at Colorado. Um, yeah, Nebraska. I mean, Colorado looked pretty good last year, last week. Um, they Obviously, they got the huge upset over TCU, which TCU looked god-awful but Colorado also did look good. So, um, not to take anything away from Colorado there, but TCU did look terrible. Um I think I think Nebraska is going to put up much more of a fight defensively than TCU did. Um but they're not going to put up any kind of fight offensively, I think Colorado rolls on this one.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm uh, I'm all over the Colorado hype train now. I know uh dogging them in the preseason projections, but uh you know, I, I guess good for Coach Prime. Um, like I said, I know I keep saying it. I tell it to everyone, and I'll stand by it. Like I, said, I think that's exactly what Colorado needed. I just didn't know it would be to this extent. Uh, yeah, I think – I'm not sure. I wouldn't say Colorado rolls them. I don't know. I want to. I want to after seeing what they did to TCU and just knowing Nebraska. But, you know, I think the spread for this game is like three points. I think that's fair. Uh Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't want to comfortably say Colorado wins. Uh, I lean Colorado, but I think Nebraska's going to put up a fight because, you know, this, this may be a marquee win for Nebraska if they could pull it off, you know, um, shutting down the hype train of Colorado um, before they really truly get rolling. And then all of a sudden Nebraska's the talk of the town. Yeah. So I, I know they probably want nothing more than
1: that. Yeah, if Colorado loses this game, they're dead to me. Uh, I don't think they'll ever win a game <laughs> again. Yeah. Um... I, I mean, if you saw Nebraska play last weekend, they were freaking terrible. They lost, obviously, they lost to uh, Minnesota, who's not, not great. Um, yeah, I, I, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. I, I just don't, I don't see Nebraska putting up much of a fight here. Uh, I think defensively they put up more of a fight than TC, like I said, but I don't think that's necessarily saying much. Mm-hmm. But uh, moving on to my sicko game of the week. Um, and so Zach and I just had this conversation before we hopped on. Um, what is a sicko game of the week? So just, just to define it, it is two really bad teams playing, um, and it's going to be a low-scoring game. There's just really no reason for anybody to watch it unless you are just a true sicko and love bad football. So my sicko game of the week is going to be – I have it between two games – right or three games actually right now. Um I have Iowa at Iowa State. Not necessarily saying those are two bad football teams, but the offense is just gonna be abysmal. The offense is the offense is bad. Um defensively, both teams are pretty solid, but offensively they're just horrible. Um my next game is Idaho at at Nevada. I think that's gonna be a real sticko game. Neither one of those teams look very great. And then a sneaky game that I have, I think Minnesota's favored by a pretty good margin, mm-hmm. but I have Eastern Michigan at Minnesota. I think that could be a sick game to watch too. Um, Minnesota really struggled against Nebraska, who didn't look very good. Um, so I I feel like that's going to be a pretty low score game. But I'll give it to I mean, how can you not give it to Iowa? Iowa State. I mean, that's just going to be the ultimate mm-hmm. sick game. Yeah. Um, I know Kirk Ferentz is is rubbing his hands together. Um, Oh, he knows it's going to be a sick game. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, look, I'll say this. Iowa got off to a hot start last week. They scored 17 points in the first quarter, I believe, but then just kind of fell off after that. I, I want to say they finished with uh, 17 points. No, I'm sorry. They finished with 24 points. Oh, yeah. and they played the powerhouse of Utah State. Um, but, hey, I'll, I'll give it to Kirk Ferencz. He, he did say he wanted to average 24 points a game. Um if that's where you are as a coach, all the power to you. I don't think that's a good plan in today's day <laughs> and age to average only twenty four points a game. But uh hey, he's confident in it. And uh so yeah, that's my sicko game of the week.
0: I think you have I think you have a good choice. That was that's a pretty solid choice. That's what I had too. And it's like I said, it's hard, especially uh, when, the moment you see Iowa, it's hard not to just, you know, get gravitated towards the game as the sicko game of the week. Mm. So good choice. Good choice. Um, if you'd like, we can do our uh, random generated
1: game and cover it really quick. Yeah, do you have the uh the random generator pulled up?
0: Yeah, I sure do. If you're I'm ready, ready, I'm ready. We can roll it. See if we get a good. <laughs> it's actually Eastern Michigan.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Well. Um. Okay. I'll, we'll we'll count them as covered already. Um. Moving on to San Diego State san diego state aztecs let's see who they uh who they play uh week two their game is against idaho state Uh no sorry they already played idaho state they play against ucla all right yeah i got ucla in that one um not quite by murder maybe by murder nah 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 uh i don't know what the spread is for that game Mm -hmm. uh yeah, let me know what it is. I think, obviously, US, UCLA's got, like, an Ooh, edge everywhere. 14
1: points. Oh, yeah, that's not, really, not really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. Uh, let's see what the... Over-owners, 48 and a half. Money line UCLA, minus 769.
0: Yeah, I think UCLA is the obvious, um, obvious choice in that game as to who's going to win. Uh, like I said, I think pretty much everywhere you look... Top to bottom, um, as far as rosters are constructed, um, you know, passing, rushing efficiency for both teams. I mean, like I said, defensive stoppage, uh, coaching. Like I said, I think all, all the way up and down, UCLA's got them covered.
1: So, yeah, um, I do too. Um, I think Dante Moore is going to be a good quarterback for him. Although I will say this, they didn't really blow me away last weekend. Um, I mean, they beat mm-hmm. Coastal twenty-seven to fourteen. I think Coastal's a decent team, though. Uh, obviously, got yeah. one of the better quarterbacks, I feel, uh, in the country in Grayson McCall. Um, but obviously, it wasn't the quarterback that hurt you. I mean, he only scored 14 points. But UCLA, I feel like, is a team that's going to make a pretty sizable regression this year with uh, without yeah. Dorian Thompson-Robinson leading the uh, charge. And obviously, they lost Zach Charbonnet as well. Who I think was a massive part of their offense last year, um, but I still think they get yeah, this game done pretty pretty easily. San Diego State, um, they're okay. I think every so often they have like some insanely good running back for no reason at all. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's about it. That's all they have their claim to is uh some of the greatest running backs of all time, I guess, in college football. But uh, other than that, yeah, I mean, this game's not going to be close.
0: Yep, I agree with you. Uh, UCLA, do us in our random prediction proud. And uh, with that being said, we can move on to the NFL if you're ready. I'm ready. Maybe cover a couple of their games. And, uh, you know, this will be a good segue into, uh, because, you know, as we're recording, even though this episode releases on Friday, uh, we're recording this Thursday night, Like I said during the inaugural game of the season.
1: Yes, and, and um, last time we I, have a new inter- when I turned it off, it was fourteen seven Kansas City at halftime. It's definitely liable to change yeah, at this we, point.
0: Yeah, we uh, it's tied up actually right now, and we have a new interception leader in the league, and his name is Patrick Mahomes. Um, a- thanks to you know the the receiver that everyone you know always has high hopes for, but he never he, he's never able to do anything. Uh, Kadarius I Tony. Know. I uh, had had the ball hit him right in the hands, and he like clapped them together like a little kid learning to clap.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you know, for the first time, uh, didn't come close to catching it. and The ball got popped away up in the air. Brandon Branch returns it for a pick six.
1: Oh, so that's how they tied it. So, yep. <laughs> oh, I see the lines also coming yes, back.
0: Oh, do they already? Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, the Chiefs are cooked without Kelsey. Like so I know being you touched on it before. So the whole reason they're they're a consistent Super Bowl team is because of a certain trio, and you know now Kelsey's out of that trio. So what do you have? Um, not much, unfortunately.
1: Uh, I mean you, you still got solid. I mean
0: Mahomes is still Mahomes and Reed are still the guys. Don't get me wrong, but I mean like you you know it it it, it goes a long way having a guy like Travis Kelsey as your you know your your blanket, uh, you know your safe route. I
1: guess. Yeah. And, uh, obviously but, uh, the now you don't city have them. defense is, uh, not the greatest. So, uh, no. we'll, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Uh yeah, obviously we'll see. I'm, I, I got it on it's right the, now. So I'll keep, I'll keep watching it and kind of keep it updated. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's an exciting time. Obviously, uh, football's back, baby. Finally, full swing of things. Um, Pretty good games. I mean, obviously, I think mm-hmm. I think pretty much every game in the NFL is going to be a good game. I mean, they're professionals. The talent discrepancy isn't isn't much. Um, somebody just got a flag for I I, I had no idea why uh, they made a tackle and they threw a flag on them. Uh, I'm puzzled by this.
0: Uh, well, you know, it's
1: refs, but um, yeah, a few
0: interesting week one games, uh, and like you said, uh, obviously. NFL being professional football all these teams like you know even if you take bottom barrel teams against top tier teams you know the spreads not not gonna be anything like football where it's like Alabama against Mercer and Alabama's a 60 point favorite yeah. you'll never see that in NFL like should I mean a 10-point favorite in the NFL is like is a huge favorite in the NFL and you know, we have, we actually have one 10point favorite uh, my team Ravens, going up against Texans I guess that makes a little sense even though I think the Texans have a decent secondary and, um, you know, Ravens are going to be essentially testing out a new offense against them. So, that should be an actual, you know, I think that's going to be a decently interesting game. I think, obviously, the talent discrepancy there is pretty big for the NFL. And that's why, you know, Baltimore uh, playing away at Houston, still being a 10-point favorite, um, kind of goes to show uh, what odds makers think of that game.
1: Yep. Uh, another game to watch uh, is Cincinnati at Cleveland. You got money man Joe himself playing uh in his first game under a new contract versus the Cleveland uh, Browns who we'll see what Deshaun Watson can do this year. I mean I know there's a lot of uh a lot of hate surrounding Deshaun Watson. I was trying to <laughs> I was trying to see how I can make that like a little bit easier yeah. going, but no people hate him. Um but he's let's keep it a buck. I mean he is a good quarterback. Um or last time, let me rephrase it. Last time we saw him, he was. So it'll be interesting to see how he comes out and plays for the Browns. I mean, like we said earlier, I mean, how many how many years can you be have such a stacked roster and be bad? Uh, eventually, they got a break through. I feel like.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, eventually, um, we got some interesting. I was said It almost looks like almost every team was playing against like an interdivision. Uh, team, but not, not quite because uh, you got like Niners and Steelers and like Texans and Ravens and Titans and Saints. Boston,
1: Minnesota. Yeah, but it's like Minnesota. most of the other teams
0: are like playing against Minnesota. division rivals. Or I say rivals, but like, Bills, Jets, Cowboys, Giants, Rams, Seahawks, Packers, Bears. Raiders, um, Broncos. Raiders, Broncos. Packers, yeah, bro. Jaguars, Colts, Panthers, Falcons. So, Rams, yeah. Seahawks.
1: And, um, Ooh, Dallas yeah, and Giants yeah. game one.
0: Yeah, it's interesting how that um how that ended up working out. But oh uh, yeah, anyways, a lot of a lot of interesting games. Um, let's see, another game I'm trying to look at that may be interesting. Um the Chicago Green Bay game. It'll be interesting because you got two, like I said, you got the Packers out of the Aaron Rodgers era now. It'll be interesting well, well. to see how Jordan Love is gonna do. Yeah, I know. It'll be interesting to see how Jordan Love is gonna do. And I know Christian well, there's like uh, news coming out of Watson's uh, very like questionable and it's not looking too good for him. To play, so that that kind of sucks for Jordan Love. Yeah,
1: you just get thrown but, um, straight to the fire. Obviously, you,
0: yeah, yeah, but you, you know, you're still, your Packers, you still have a pretty good uh, one-two combo at the running back position. So I don't think you're completely screwed. But um, going up against the Bears' offense, who just required DJ Moore, and um, you know, I guess they got something to prove. But um, I mean, that should be an interesting game. I don't want to call, it, yeah, I don't want to quite call that the sicker game in the NFL because I'm looking at a particular game. That I think will be a sicko game, um, and that's the Raiders and Broncos. <laughs> yeah. uh, Broncos are kind of a decent favorite, decent sized favorite. I see the three and a half point favorites uh, going up against the Raiders, and I see why. I think uh, it'll be interesting to see the Broncos. I don't want to say they can beat up on the Raiders, but I mean, I think you know, if you're going to implement a new head coach's system, what better team than the Raiders, who are probably going to be you know at, uh, in the bottom third of the league this year. So um it'll be interesting to see what Sean Payton has how, Russell Wilson doing. I know there's news coming out saying you know Sean Payton's saying Russell will telling Russell Wilson to get your head in the game, you know that kind of thing. you stop playing around. So like I guess you know maybe maybe the Broncos can get a click in and really mainly their offense. I don't think their defense is um, many areas to be concerned there, even though they will be tested with Devontae Adams and like Hunter Renfro. Um, that won't be really tested much by Jimmy G. But I mean, I still think Jimmy G's a decent quarterback, but you know he's no, you know Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow type. So right. Um, I, so, I mean, I, I still think that will somehow find a way to be the uh, sicko game, sicko game of the week, uh, if you will. So yeah, uh, that's a wrap on the Raiders and Broncos. Is there uh maybe another particular game, Peyton? That you might find interesting? I know the hometown team, the Saints are playing the Titans, or like I said for you.
1: No, uh, I there's mean, another game. not that game. I do I do circle the Miami and Chargers game. Is kind of interesting. Uh, obviously, two high-octane offenses. Uh, not so amazing defenses. I don't want to say uh, they have bad defenses, but they're not amazing. Um, so I, I right. think there's going to be a lot of points scored that game. I think it's going to be a, a real good indication of, hey, what's Tua look like this year? what? What are the uh? What the Dolphins? Are they for real or what? Um, obviously Jalen Ramsey's not going to be in the game. He uh. He is hurt, but um, I, I think I think they'll overcome that. I think they will be the Chargers.
0: Uh yeah, um, I think the last game. We'll cover the te- the technical last game of the week. For this week, uh, being played on 9 11 mm. is Bills and Jets. It I think that should be a very interesting game. Uh, he's got to be. He's got to be. He's due for three homers that game. Um, uh, Mr. President Cassiano has just hit his third home run. A third home run has hit. Never mind. Um, so, yeah, Bills and Jets. I think that'll be a very interesting game for obvious reasons. You know, uh, new Luke Jets with Aaron Rodgers and obviously very high hopes there. Um, and then obviously the Bills. Everyone knows the Bills' high-powered offense and a really good defense. So I think everyone that'll be that's that's a good game to have uh, as your first Monday night game. Everyone's going to all eyes on those two teams, and I think it'll be a very good indication as to where uh, these two teams. I think we kind of know where the Bills are. So I think it's going to be more. Everyone's going to be more or less watching the Jets. Rather than the Bills, if that makes sense. I mean, I think both teams are going to be equally watched. You know, but I'm going to be keeping a closer eye on the Jets. Yeah, to just to see, see what they look like. They're actually going to be legit this year, and you know, I, I know that kind. Of, that kind of sucks. You're going to sit against, I'd, I'd consider the Bills elite competition. 100%. But um, yeah, you know I, they throw them into the fire. I would like to see what they got, and um, uh, you know, if they really contend, uh, I think they probably will. I do. They win? I'm not sure. I doubt it. I think I give the, uh, the Bills a slight edge. Um. You know, I think the bills win like 27 24 or something like that or like maybe like 31 27 something you know something along those lines 31 24 I think it's a close game I think both offenses shine more than both defenses will
1: oh without a doubt Even though know, I think both sides I mean, of the ball yeah. for
0: both teams will have their moments yeah,
1: I mean the defense of both of those teams still aren't bad by any means but yeah I mean the the defenses aren't going to be the the stars in that show
0: no we're not watching for the defenses come on Exactly. Yeah, that should be a very interesting game. Like I said, I, I ever so slightly lean Bills, but like said, I'm definitely gonna be more so watching for the
1: Jets. Yeah, I think that that is a great like you pointed out, I think that's a great Monday night football game. Um so
0: Yeah, well um that'll do it for this episode. Uh I know another decently long one. But uh, we try and keep it under two hours for um, you know, our own brain's sake. And because YouTube hates it whenever it's over two hours. But uh, that's beyond the point. Um, like I so said, we got through a lot of content this episode. I know we probably missed a lot too, but um, it is what it is. We'll, we cover what we can when we can. And, um, and we'll be back uh, recording Sunday night for our Monday episode. So um, uh, once again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you then.
1: Yep. See you all later. Thank you all for listening. All right, peace. peace.